0: If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam.
2: What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? I am Patrick Allen. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm here joined as always by, uh, with matt verdram i'm I'm a little discombobulated because the chiefs lost and i don't really remember what that's like matt how are you doing today
3: i'm fine i'm guessing better than most chief fans based off of my twitter interactions over the last few hours but um yeah certainly surprised i gotta be honest of all the games they played this point in the year this was the one i was most confident they would win and they they obviously did not perform that way
2: yeah tough loss uh we're gonna get into all of that um but uh I just want to thank you, Matt, for uh, covering for me on uh, Thursday. You went solo. I, I listened to it. I thought you did a great job. Uh, obviously, as you guys know, I was a little under the weather last Sunday when we recorded this podcast um, and uh, did not get better as the week went on. Uh, I did not have the Rona. Um, got uh, got all the Rona tests, got the antibody tests. I don't have those, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on your point of view. But uh, yeah, it was just tough. I, you know what happened, Matt? I I had a bad test, a test that didn't go the way it was supposed to go. It was pretty scary, and uh, I won't get into specifics, but the the, the good news was that it turned out to be a contaminated blood sample. It was a bad test, Uh, but the the bad news was uh, they freaked out a little bit and uh, basically hooked me up to every machine known to man, stuck me with about a million needles uh, for multiple days, so that was not cool, uh, not fun at all. Um, But I'm I'm back. I'm glad to be uh, back home, and uh, I'm feeling good. So, uh, unfortunately, the Chiefs did not welcome me back with open arms.
3: Uh, No. No, the Chiefs played as though they were in a coma uh, defensively for the first half and then awoke from the coma and then hit the offense over the head with a lead pipe and then put them in a coma for the second half. That was (laughs) – look, there's two ways to look at this fear of Chiefs fan. The one is the obvious way to look at it and just go, they stink. How could they lose that game? That's awful. How do you lose, give up 40 points to the Raiders? Fine. and that, That's fine. The other way to look at this game, so I think is probably the more nuanced take to look at this. They played like crap. The Raiders, while not a great team, are probably going to win, I don't know, eight games this year. They're not a terrible team. The Chiefs could not have been worse. Took 11 points off the board directly by penalty and lost by eight points. Like, Ultimately, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. They're 4 and 1. They've been good. Now, to me, the biggest concern with the Chiefs right now is they just go through stretches where they don't play well. They're just so talented, they typically right. just overcome it. But let's be honest, they didn't play well against the Chargers. They won because Butker had a bunch of 58 yard field goals. They didn't play well against New England. They won because Brian Hoyer was involved. Like, they need to play better. That said, we all know they can and they will, and they're 4-1, and and they already beat Baltimore. So I don't think there's a reason to go off the deep end after today's
2: game. I agree. Uh, Not the kind of performance you want to see. Definitely some focus issues that we'll get into in just a little bit. Chiefs are going to be fine. Everybody take a deep breath. We'll get into the game in a minute, uh, and hopefully only for a minute, so you don't have to relive too much of it. Uh, yeah. A couple of things I wanted to hit on just right off the top, um, some, some actually some good news that came out of today. Obviously, there's a, a terrible injury to Dak Prescott um, yeah. as well. He's going into surgery tonight with a looks like a broken ankle. Uh, but Alex Smith, on the flip side of that, returned for the Washington football team you know, did he play great? No, that's that's not really what this is about, though. Uh, You know, he, he got back on the field, absolutely incredible. Was moving around, playing NFL football. I, I got to tell you, I had my you know my computer with NFL Sunday Ticket. Chiefs game was on locally here in Chicago, and I had that game on, and I had the sound on really low the whole time during the Chiefs game because I was just. I was hoping – I didn't want anybody – I didn't want Kyle on to get hurt or anything, but I was just hoping something would work out so that Alex would get in the game once I found out he was going to be active. And he did. And, you know, I, I was emotional watching him walk onto the field, especially after seeing that documentary and playing for the Chiefs. It was really awesome. I'm so fired up for him. I hope he, hopes, I hope he holds on to the job, you know, and, uh, and, and maybe helps that team make a run in that putrid division of theirs. Uh, did, you, did you see that, Verterim, and how would you feel watching him walk onto the field?
3: I saw it on Twitter. I was I was watching the Chiefs game, but I always have Twitter open since I'm working during the days on Sunday. And uh, yeah, it was it was really it was really cool. Look, I mean, whether or not he played well, and he didn't, that's fine. The fact that he got back on an NFL field is unbelievable. I mean, the man almost lost his leg. I think just being back, he sealed up NFL comeback player of the year. I mean, it was uh, it was great. Nobody is a better person than Alex Smith. So. I'm really glad for him and his family. It's a great moment and I'm, I'm happy for him that all worked out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We'll be, uh, if he does get back out there, we'll, we'll certainly be, uh, pulling for him when he's back on the field. Uh, good for Alex. Okay. So, you know, every week we ask you guys to, to help us out, to leave us a review on Apple podcasts, uh, and ask us questions on Apple podcasts if you have one, uh, when you leave your review and we promise we will answer those. Um, just so you know, if we, if we don't get to your question right away, sometimes it takes a little bit uh, of time for those reviews to go through the Apple podcast review process. So um, we might be a podcast late on, on getting to them, but we really appreciate it. And a bunch of you guys really stepped up and, and hooked us up this week. We really appreciate it. It was really after I had a really rough week, y'all, and the, and the Chiefs loss. And when I was looking at it, the, the reviews putting together the outline today, it uh, just really warmed my heart made me feel good. So appreciate you, Chiefs Kingdom. This is your, we're here for you. We're doing this for you guys, so uh, really appreciate you, and we're glad you like the podcast. And, and we got our first question tonight. Uh, it is from uh, Funster6969 via Apple Podcast Review. and I, I really like this question, so I wanted to just hit it at the top for it to am. What is your favorite Chiefs memory of all time?
3: Uh, them winning the Super Bowl. I was there <laughs> he for He said, it.
2: besides the Super Bowl win, besides the Super Bowl win.
3: Uh, okay, okay. So besides the Super Bowl win, because that was an easy one, uh... You know what? The first game I ever remember watching, uh, the 93 wildcard game, they played the Steelers, and they blocked a punt late at Arrowhead, and uh, Joe Montana threw a fourth-down touchdown pass, tied the game to Tim Barnett. They won a game in overtime and a field goal. I remember as a kid I was five. It's literally the first game I remember watching. Um, But I was watching it. I was on my dad's shoulders um, when Keith Cash blocked the punt right beforehand. I was crying. I was like, oh, they're going to lose. My father's like trying to keep my spirits up. And, of course, they blocked punt. They won. He was running around the house. And uh, I, that whole playoff run, even though they lost the AFC championship game, um, that part And then I got to say, as a, as a aside, um, Pete Slayanovic beating Denver in 97 on a 54-yard field goal was awesome. Was I remember awesome. watching that and going crazy. So those, those would be <laughs> two that immediately jumped to mind. I love it. Yeah, for me, it
2: was, um, it was when, they, when they reopened the stadium, the new Arrowhead, I think it was 2010. They opened up against yep. the Chargers at home. Fireworks! That was my first Chiefs game at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, some of you know I I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I Didn't grow up in Kansas City, so had never been able to make it out there. And I actually went to that game with a a good buddy of mine who I met in a in a Chiefs bar in New York City, whose name is also Patrick Allen. Uh, so Patrick Allen and Patrick Allen went to that game, and and as you remember, it was exciting. They had some young players. Dexter McCluster returned that kick and. Uh, uh, Tony Moyaki touchdown catch and geez, these guys and, um, and they won with that goal line stand. And that was when, you know, Antonio Gates was still Antonio Gates. And I remember the chiefs just, they put like five guys on him They just <laughs> hugged him and made a fortress around him in the end zone to make sure that they didn't score at the end of that game. Uh, and and then the, the the fireworks went off. I got to see the the Hall of Honor there in the stadium. It was just a really special experience for me. My first time at Arrowhead. I met a bunch of Chiefs fans uh, who knew me from Arrowhead Addict, and it was it was great. They uh, you know shared their food with me. They were good barbecue. So it's definitely my my favorite non Super Bowl winning Chiefs memory. All right, let's get into the game now. <sighs> Chiefs thirty two, Raiders forty. I want to say I want to start this off by congratulating. Oakland, uh, oh, sorry, you're not Oakland anymore. Yeah, Oakland people, too. Congratulations to Las Vegas Raider fans on winning your season Super Bowl, uh, because I think this is about as good as it's going to get for you. Um, yeah, am I a little bitter? Sure, but still, it, that's what happens when you're as good as the Chiefs, right? Teams play you, and if they beat you sometimes, for it's we just talked about the Chiefs, uh, during the, the, a couple of podcasts ago about the year that they beat the Packers. And it was that was like winning the Super Bowl for us for that year because we stunk. And the Raiders don't stink, but they beat the Chiefs. They outplayed them in, in, in pretty much every phase of the game. They wanted it more. The Chiefs lost focus. Yeah, there were some bad calls, but congrats to the to, to Raiders fans. And, you know, congrats to the Raiders. They played a good game, they came in with a good game plan, did a really nice job, and they were able to to, to steal one from the Chiefs. Um, but that was the Chiefs' first loss since November of 2019. I was really hoping that they'd be able to make it a year uh, without losing a game. I think if they had gotten through this one, they might have had a good shot. But it's hard to win any games in the NFL, and it's certainly hard to win for a year straight. So uh, just your, your your opening thoughts on the game, Verder and you touched on it already.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I just think you know one thing I'll say, because you kind of mentioned it, it's a loser's ballot to complain about the officials, okay? Because guess what? The Chiefs benefited from a million bad calls on Monday night to beat the Pats. A million. The Chiefs lost his game because they played like crap. They didn't lose a game because of a pass interference that should have happened on Hill. And it should have. It was pass interference. Yeah, I forget who it was. It was Abram or another safety. They ran, he ran right through him. It should have been, been a big penalty in the game, but it wasn't. But you know it was a penalty? And I'm sorry to see that he got as hurt as he did, but Coletio assembly. It was a ticky-tack penalty, but he held the guy. Like, he did. I mean, it was, if it was the other way around, Chief fans be screaming that the guy got held. Like, he, he held him, and it's too bad because that was one of the best Mahomes throws you'll ever see, the hill. Then the Kelsey play on the interference. It was a pick. He picked them. Like, it happened. And, it, you know, and the Chiefs lose 11 points off those two plays. Well, so guess what? They lost by eight. So those two plays, which were both fouls, come into play. Now, the other side, I'll say, is the Chiefs, have to get more consistent. And I think part of it is, and it is weird to say, they've been much more inconsistent offensively than defensively. Yes, they were bad defensively in this game. There's no doubt. They blew a lot of coverages. I don't worry about the Chiefs' defense very much going forward. They're not going to blow coverages every game. I'll be I'll be frank, too. I think a lot of it was the Raiders did a really nice job of throwing the ball deep down the field, and it's something they never do. They did. I think it completely surprised Spagnuolo and their defense. The Chiefs were not ready for the Raiders. To gear up and go deep over and over and over. And they did it. But there were also other plays, the third and eighteen to Renfro, where the Chiefs just completely blew coverage. They were in quarters coverage. The safety comes down on this like 10-yard route that you hope he throws. And they cover that and Renfro finds the scene. Look, it was a bad day. They didn't play well. And that happens. I think ultimately you've got to look at this and go, okay, we're four and one. We're winning, we're winning the division, and we're going to win the division unless Mahomes goes down. They're winning this division. Now it sets up for a bigger game in Buffalo. The Chiefs have not played well two straight weeks, but they beat New England, which, frankly, is a more important game than the Oakland game or the Raiders game. If they go into Buffalo and they win that game, you're 5-1, and, and you have tiebreakers over Baltimore, Buffalo, and New England. It's fine. It's fine. Teams lose. The Ravens last year with the best record in football got plowed by Cleveland and Baltimore. There's a million examples of that. The Chiefs last year, this time of year, lost to Jacoby Brissett and scored 13 points. It happens. I wouldn't worry about him long-term, but the offense has got to get more consistent. I'd like to see Andy run the ball a little bit more at first down. I know people freak out in the analytics community over that, but at some point, look, it's too predictable. He drops back every single pass or every single play um, and it's hard. It's hard on the offensive line when these, when these edge rushers have no reason to play any kind of honest game. But do I think they're fine? Yeah, I think they're fine. They had a bad game.
2: Yeah, agreed. Just, uh, just lost focus in this one. You can't win them all, and you're right. They've got – they're in a really great shape. They've got the tiebreaker over Baltimore. They've got the tiebreaker over New England. If they can beat Buffalo, and you better believe they're going to be focused – I should hope so after this game. If you've seen some of the quotes coming out of the locker room, they're not pleased. Saw Kelsey tweeting, saw a, a, a Honey Badger quote. So listen, these guys, they're professionals. They're pissed. They're way more pissed than any, any of us are. I can, I can promise you that because they work really hard at this and they're putting up with a lot of crap. If you've had any of those COVID tests, uh, I don't know if they're, if they're fortunate enough to be getting spit tests, but getting that uh, Q-tip uh, jammed up your nose so they can tickle your brain every day not fun. So, you know, these guys are putting up with a lot uh, to to play this game and, you know, they're not happy with the loss. It'll be all right. Um, well, let's talk about some of the specifics. Okay. So the defense was, was terrible. Uh, they gave up just some big plays. They've been good this year, but in the first half, just Rugs comes back from injury, speedy rookie, two receptions for 118 yards and a touchdown. Aguilar, two receptions, 67 yards and a touchdown. These guys weren't running around catching balls all over the place, but they did damage to the Chiefs when it mattered. Was this just a lack of, of focus in the secondary? I mean, I know on the one play, <clears throat> Matthew just got smoked. He was just kind of out of position. He just ran right by him. What did you think, Werner? I
3: mean, I thought, look, it was a few things. They got no pressure all day long. Zero. I mean, Cards just sat in a lawn chair and throw the, threw the ball the entire game. The Chiefs did absolutely nothing. And that's a problem because next week they're playing a very good offensive line in Buffalo. So the Chiefs are gonna have to strap it up a little bit. You know, they they did not get any pressure. Jones occasionally did, and it was one time he hit Carr's hand or hit his arm. But also, and I said it earlier, they just they blew coverage. I mean, there were times where guys were just wide open. And guess what? The Bills are gonna try to do the same thing. John Brown's one of the best deep threats in the NFL. Stephon Diggs is a better receiver than anybody that the Raiders have. Josh Allen is going to throw the ball deep down the field and take a shot. So that's something the Chiefs have to get used to. But you know what? Again, and I'm not trying to parse it or or, or make it any better than it was. The Chiefs were awful. They get 490 yards. It is the NFL. It happens. It does. Like, I, I know, you know, you never want to lose, and it's the Raiders and they're fine. They're fine. They, they, they play like crap for a lot of the, of last year until the last six games of the year, really, and then the playoffs. All this part of the season is about is being as healthy as you can be and stacking as many wins as you can have so that when you get to the playoffs, you're in the best position possible. That's what it's about right now. They're going to go through ups and downs. They're going to get better at things, get worse at things. To me, the worst thing that came out of today wasn't that they lost. It said Assembly's probably gone for the year here, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, and Watkins is probably going to miss a little bit of time. That, that, to me, is the worst thing. The rest of it, look, they'll correct it. They're too talented offensively. They will figure it out. You know. Th- by the way, people, just in case they forget, this is the same point in the year last year that Detroit gave the Chiefs some problems offensively and then Indianapolis did the same thing. And people started talking about, oh, you know, they figured the Chiefs out. You know, they can't get down the field. All, this th- All that stuff is crap. The Chiefs are far too talented that all of a sudden one scheme is going to just stop and they'll figure it out, but it takes a little time and you know, they, and they didn't play well. If they had played well today, it wouldn't have matter. They still would have won the game. They didn't play well and it cost them.
2: They played a terrible half of offensive football and they still scored 32 points. I mean, if their defense, you know, if their defense is just a little bit better it doesn't give up one of those big plays, and we might be having a different conversation right now. And what I was sitting here thinking was, you know, we've seen them win so many games where they just they didn't play well, they lost focus, and Patrick Mahomes bailed them out, or Chris Jones bailed them out. Usually Mahomes, though, right? Because he's insane. It he gets in the fourth quarter, he makes something happen. And as brilliant as he is, he just can't do it every time. He still drove him down there, got him a two point conversion. You know, I mean. It's just the defense couldn't stop them. Good on the Raiders. They, they, they picked up the yardage that they needed.
3: They couldn't. And you know what, though? I'll say that to me. This was on everybody involved. By the way, here's another thing we didn't even touch on. There are way too many penalties. Just way too many. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't hurt you. Sometimes it bites you in the ass. And all penalties aren't created equal. The Chiefs took two penalties in this game that took 11 points off the board. The Chiefs... As Bad as they were for that second half offensively, still would have scored 43 points, It's not for those two penalties. I mean, this is what I mean when I say the Chiefs are so talented. I would argue that the Chiefs, other than the Ravens game, have not played particularly well by their standards, and are four and one, and have absolutely blown the doors of Baltimore, Houston, New England to an extent as the game wore on. I mean, look, Kansas City is a is a great. Sometimes you don't play well. I mean, I. I know this is an off-the-beaten path thing, but I love the series America's Game that NFL Films does. And obviously, the Chiefs just had the most recent one. They've done them all the way back to Super Bowl one. And there's one uh, episode, Super Bowl ten, the 75 Steelers, where the Steelers, it's like the second game of the year, and O.J. Simpson runs for like 250 yards against them, and they lose to the Bills. And Dwight White, who is part of the still Curtain, excuse the language, but I have to quote him, just says, you know, he's like asked about what happened, and he's like, well... Shit happens. Like, you know, that just and you know, look, th- th- that's one of the all-time teams. Like, you think th- you think they felt good about losing to the 75 Bills who were hideous, by the way? No. But like, it happens. Like th- it, it look, the Chiefs will be fine as long as they correct the penalties. And defensively, look, you, you just can't blow coverage like that. I mean, if you're playing anybody even respectable, they're gonna beat you. And you know, the Raiders did.
2: Yeah. I mean, we watched the Patriots dynasty. They'd lose to the the Dolphins every other year. The Dolphins were every
3: terrible. Year, yeah. It just
2: it's a division game. Things happen. You lose focus. Um the run defense also was not great. Thirty five carries for 144 yards, four point one average. Teams are gonna try to run against the Chiefs. They actually did a, a pretty decent job on uh on the Raiders Jacobs. running back. Yeah, but yeah, you know, not bad. They just gave up another big run to one of the backups, but you know, at the end of the day, like we talked about this. This defense is not going to care about run, you running on them. They're not going to care if you move the ball a little bit between the 20s because they got Patrick Mahomes and that offense and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and those boys. And the, what, we, what did we talk about last podcast? Don't give up the big plays. Just don't give up big yeah, plays. That's, don't give what up you. that's what they did. So that's what yeah. happened. Um, <clears throat> we'll lay it on a uh, uh, Tyron Matthew quote from after the game. I think we'll make you guys feel a little bit better about just where the team's head's at, he said, you know, I thought their coaches did a great job of catching us in certain coverages, catching us in certain calls. We'll learn from it. We've got a lot of tough guys in our locker room, a lot of guys that are going to be motivated from this. We haven't lost a football game in a while, so it's good to have some motivation. So going forward, that's what we'll lean on. We won't ever forget this day. We'll see them again. We'll be ready next time. And I mean, that's all you can ask for from these guys, right? They're pissed off. They don't want to lose the division rival. They think they think highly of themselves. They should. They have high expectations for themselves. This is a Super Bowl or bus team, right? Like anything else is a disappointment. So, um, you know, they got to learn to do the little things well, and they got to learn to deal with the Super Bowl hangover and, and, and just say, hey, we got to strap up our chin strap. We got to focus. Everybody's coming for us every game.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll also say this, by the way, the next time they play the Raiders, as long as the schedule doesn't change, um, they get them off a of bye on Sunday Night Football. I'm going to make a prediction. The Chiefs are going to absolutely beat the hell out of the Raiders in that game. The Chiefs are going to come out beyond ready off a of bye. And I would I would be surprised if the Chiefs don't come out and just go berserk in that game. But, look, you got to give the Raiders credit. I know people don't like to do that. It's like, well, if you're a Chief fan, Anke- can't. The Raiders played really well. Derek Carr is probably the best game he's had in years. I would argue that the Raiders played for them the perfect game. And the Chiefs played an awful one and lost by eight points. Like sometimes in life, it just happens. Like, look, everybody I'm, I'm sure listening to this podcast either has a job or has had a job. You ever have a job where you just go in, you just don't perform well one day? Like, it happens. They're human. And, and let's be real, too. If you go in and your job every day, you're just dominant at your job. It's human nature. No matter how much you want to stay on top of things to just lay off the gas occasionally. Now, I'm not saying the Chiefs didn't have the effort. I'm just saying sometimes you miss on little details that maybe you've missed in previous weeks, but it hasn't mattered because you've won the game. Well, it mattered in this game. I, I don't, to me, I don't look at this as, oh, this is a harbinger of things to come. I look at this as they're a football team that lost a game, which, by the way, unless you're the 72 Dolphins, every single team in NFL history has lost a game. It's just it, it's okay. The biggest thing now is that you learn from it. You come back. And, I, and look, I think it's on the coaching staff too. I didn't love the second half of the game. I thought Andy called a weird game the second half. They were disjointed. Um, I, I thought at times defensively they, they got caught, in. and Matthew even said it. And I'm not saying it's a coaching issue like per se, but they got caught in coverages. It, it was odd. Um, they were off balance. But you know what? You got to learn from it. If they learn from it, they're fine. You go out, you beat Buffalo. If you don't beat Buffalo and it gets to four and two, look, then you've got to really, you know, you got to bear it out and, and maybe go on a three or four game win streak, which you're certainly capable of. Just keep in mind it is a long season. It is a really, really long season. And it's about adjustments, too, right? When we
2: saw it last year, teams are going to adjust to what the Chiefs are doing. They get some of the, the look at the new things they're doing, they throw new things at the Chiefs from the offseason, especially the division opponents, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, they're spending more time on the Chiefs than they are other teams. So, you know,
3: they got the best of the Chiefs today. And by the way, real quick, like, just to make, just to make a point, does anyone think the Dolphins are better than the 49ers? The Dolphins beat the 49ers in San Francisco so bad today that Jimmy Garoppolo is benched at halftime. Okay? Like, just <laughs> destroyed them. We're recording this during Sunday night. Everybody and their mother. Oh, Seattle's going to kill Minnesota. Seattle's going to kill Minnesota. They're four and zero. Minnesota's one and three. The game's at home for Seattle. Yeah, Minnesota's up ten nothing and driving before halftime. Russell Wilson, who is the MVP of the league through four weeks, has thrown for thirty one yards. Like it's, it's football, man. It's hard. It's really hard. Like it's, and you know what? For Minnesota, they're playing for everything. And Seattle's four and zero. Like let's also not pretend like that doesn't play some part of this. You said it earlier, and it's true. This is like the Super Bowl for the Raiders. The Chiefs don't care. Like, they care in the sense of professionals. They want to win the game, but like the Chiefs aren't waking up, like, really jacked up for the game. It's a noon kick against the Raiders team they beat every time they play them. You know, now I'll bet you this now, when, lose, or draw, they will be emotionally ready. And I'd, and I'd be very disappointed if they're not Monday night against the Bills. That I would expect it to cheese. Although, again, it's weird. They're playing at four o'clock Central, but I think. After this, they should be ready. If they're not ready next week, you'll hear a lot different tone out of me next week. But for me, it, it, it happens. It happens. Lost. They'll They'll overcome. Indeed. So Mahomes is a little inaccurate today.
2: 51% of his passes yep. uh, was all he completed. Just I a, just a, a, you know, I saw people on Twitter. He's got to play better. He's got to play better. And he, he didn't have a great game. But it, you look at his numbers. It, it's it's a bad game for Mahomes which would be like a pretty good game for anybody else. Three touchdowns, one interception, three for over 300 yards. Uh, But was a little inaccurate. He's had some accuracy issues this year. Do you think he's – anything that concerns you? I mean, this is a guy who routinely will complete 70% of his passes.
3: No, I mean, going into the game, he was about 65%, which is his career average. I think he's fine. Look, they didn't get open. I mean, every time he was – in the pocket, second half of the game, which is really when he was an actor because the first half of the game, he was, he was fine. If you go back and look at the second half, I mean, there were times when nobody was getting open. And I will say one thing that if there is any concerns to coming out of the game, when Watkins isn't in there, they are different offensively. And he's probably going to be out for a little while. Now, that doesn't mean it gives him an excuse to just be atrocious offensively. It doesn't at all. But what I am saying is, you know, they're a little easier – you know, double Hill, double Kelsey, you know, they're going to need Hardman to step up. They're going to need Robinson and even guys like Pringle to step up. Um, they might need to run the ball a little bit more, be a little more effective. That said, no, I'm not worried about Mahomes. The the only criticism I have of him, and really it's more of a criticism of the offense in general, is there's too much of the magic show element with them sometimes, where it's like, well – screw it, we've got him, so we'll just, you know, it's it's fine. If everything breaks down, he'll run around and make a play. And, look, it's it's fantastic that they can do that. But there is a little bit too much, and he even actually said this after the game, and I honestly can say I was thinking it during the game, but there's too much, like, I, I guess for the life of our term, like there's too much swing and miss in their game sometimes. Where It's just, it's like all or nothing. I'm not worried about him at all. Listen, if, the, if they don't take two penalties that, that really – I don't even think would have affected the outcome of the play. We're sitting here talking about him throwing for like 470 yards and probably winning a shootout, and you're fine. No, he's fine. But I do think there is a little bit of they need to be more on schedule offensively. And I think because of how great he is, and the Packers used to do this with Rodgers all the time, they deviate, and it's almost okay because, well, it worked out. But it's not always going to work out when you do stuff like that. And, again, it's more on the offense than just him. But no, I, I, think, I think overall, listen, he's fine. I'm not worried about him. He is the absolute least of their problems right now.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they, do, they do like to throw in a little bit of that razzle-dazzle, a lot of these sweeps and things like this. And sometimes it's like, hey, man, just, just give it to Clyde up the gut. You know, just, just let's, th- let's run a slam. You know, and, and Mahomes was taking a lot of deep shots uh, and some of them didn't work out when maybe they just needed a third and six. You know, and just, hey, let's just pick up the first down to Kelsey.
3: Yeah, and and look, the Chiefs got whatever they wanted with Kelsey most of the day. They were able to find him, and, and I think that's spot on. Like, sometimes it's perfectly fine. I thought they did actually a great job at week one against Houston, and they did it well in the fourth quarter against New England. They finally just said, you know what, fine, we'll just take eight yards of the clip. We'll go right down the field. The Chiefs have to understand the teams are going to continuously play them like that. They're not going to let the Chiefs go down the field. You know why they were able to do it against Baltimore? Because the Ravens blitzed them constantly. Like, that's why. And that's when you beat a team. And you know what happens when you constantly get seven yards of play? Teams eventually blitz you because they have to. And then you hit them over the top. But I agree. I thought, and I just thought it was a weird game. Far be it from me to tell Andy Reid had a call game. But I, I did think there was some of that today where, you know, especially in the second half, where they just seemed disjointed. You know, they, they, they throw in completion. Then they'd run on second and 10. Now you're in third and nine. It's, and, and, and there's too much of this sometimes. I, I hate running out of shotgun anyway. I hate it. Like, get under center occasionally and, and just run, get Sherman in the game and just run some power. I know that's not their forte. I get that. Or hell, run a little toss sweep. Run so, I, there's so many plays with them where it takes too long to go. Both, all, the, all this is nonsense. The reality is they're four and one and they've not been like we're all sitting here i think everyone listening to you and i agree right now they've not played well offensively they're averaging 30 and a half points a game <laughs> like they're unbelievable yeah. offensively and like it it, it be, that's that's the standard now and that's a great thing that should be the standard with this team but this team came into the, the day first in defensive DOA against the pass DVOA and scoring 30 points a game, and Mahomes was on pace for like 44 touchdowns and no picks. And we're all sitting here like, oh, my God, dude, I don't know how they look offensively. I mean, Jesus, how, how, how could they ever recover from this? It's okay. They'll be fine. They'll be, be fine.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, on the injury front, uh, looked like a pretty bad hamstring pull for Sammy Watkins. Coletcio uh, yeah. Semile uh, tore tendons in both his knees. I don't know if you saw that yet, Bertram, but not, yep. yeah, uh, <clears throat> not, not great. Uh, he was playing very well for them, especially helping out in the run game, but that's next man up for the already sort of depleted chiefs interior line. They're, they're without, uh, Duvenet. So, uh, decided to sit out and be a hero and, and help people up in, up in Canada that are, are dealing with COVID. So, uh, uh, they're already kind of struggling there, but they've got Mahomes. He can move around, so you know I and think they got, be Mike
3: right. Remmers played well. To be fair to him, they were getting beat off the edge more, more than anything. They weren't really getting beat inside. I thought Remmers was fine. Now, assembly not being there hurts, but could Remmers be there? Stefan Wisniewski this year? Yeah, I think he can. I, I look, they're not winning or not winning the Super Bowl because of their guard play. They're winning or not winning the Super Bowl because of Mahomes' the defense, the coaching staff. But yes, it sucks. I feel for assembly who was playing really really well and uh now obviously has a long road to recover. Yeah,
2: that's a shame. Um so I, I hate to do this but I do need to give away the the Savvy Piscatelli award for defensive futility and that's going to the Chiefs secondary. I'm sorry. The team? Can, there's just the secondary, just the whole that they played like crap, they gave up two huge plays. That's the difference in the ball game here. So that was, uh, I'm sorry that that was some savvy Piscatelli play out of them. They've been, look, they've been fantastic this year. I'm not trying to pick on them. It is what it is. You know, they're going to have to live with it. And uh, it, hopefully it shames them into having a hell of a game against the, uh, the Buffalo Bills. That or Turn Matthews going to show up at, in my doorstep and beat the crap out of me. once he hears that. <laughs> compared him to Piscatelli. Um, so could, 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 could be, uh, could be back uh, out of action on the IR list for me. Um next week. Uh some some bright stuff sp- bright spots here though. I did Willie Gay got out there a lot more. He had six tackles and a sack. Do you see anything you liked out of him, Matt?
3: I love his speed and athleticism. Um you know, he played I think he's more maybe than they planned. Hitchens was kind of in and out with the hand. No, that's what I, I thought, you know, Willie Gay's he's he's come on, he's done a nice job. It, and this is, this is part of the reason I'm not at all worried about them is they, they've gotten good contributions out of a lot of guys on this team that really are young kids. I mean, that, that considering how hard it is for a young player to break in on a Super Bowl champion, I think Gay's played really well. Um, you know, look, they need more speed and athleticism at linebacker in the worst way. So if Willie Gay can do and listen, if you're Steve Spagnuolo, you're Andy Reid, he's going to make some mistakes. It's a complex defense. You're fine with him making mistakes right now. You're not fine with it in January. So let them keep playing. Let him see increased snaps. There's nothing that, that Ben Neiman's doing that Willie Gay can't do, okay? I mean, nothing against Ben Neiman, my God, today. I mean, you want to talk about Savvy Piscitelli. I mean, God almighty in coverage. I mean, yeah. just at any point. And, like, the guy's doing the best he can. He's just not suited for it. He's more of a downhill guy. Fine. But I like what Gay brings, and I think he, I think it's needed on a position group that is probably the slowest in the team.
2: All right. what's uh, We got a bow. It's on. Let's move on. Uh, We got more fan questions. So this one I'm going to have to alter a little bit for for obvious reasons. You'll you'll see in a second. But from xadkx via Apple Podcast reviews, this question was: uh, now is now that the Chiefs have beaten the Ravens, what do you believe is the biggest threat to the 16 and 0 campaign? I'm going to go ahead and say the Raiders. And for (laughs) for that one, but just to, to to give them a little something, I mean, I mean. How do you see it going the rest of the way? We were talking maybe fourteen and two. You still feel like that's on the table?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, do. I, I mean, maybe, maybe thirteen and three. Um, look, to me, uh, we're going to learn a lot on Monday night when they play the Bills because that's the kind of game that if they come out and really just smoke the Bills, then to me, here's what it tells me: that when the Chiefs are, then the Chiefs really want to rev it up and turn it on, that they can do it. And it's not going to be much of a problem. And they may just have some games where they kind of sleepwalk because they're just – they're so much better in some of these teams. They're going to be, you know, asleep to switch. They can't be, but it's human nature. If they lose to the Bills, especially if they really get carved up again and the offense is out of sync, look, I'm not, like, going insane. I mean, I think they'll still win 12-plus games, but – yeah, then you have more concerns. So yeah, I still—if I had to pick a record—I mean, look, I didn't expect them to lose this game, so I'll, I'll knock it down to thirteen and three. But I still think if they're thirteen and three, especially if they beat Buffalo, they're the one seed. You know, I'm not—I'm not that worried about
2: it. And you know what? The teams every year, right? That you're going to lose to a team that you didn't see coming, and you maybe you beat somebody you, you think maybe you might not have beaten. You picked the Chiefs to lose to the Ravens at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they, they beat won. them. They lost to the Raiders. <laughs> So, you know, they're they're right on schedule. Any
3: any Chiefs fan who before the year said they wouldn't be happy with four and one is a liar. Every single fan would say, hey, four and one, yeah, that's not bad. And they and if they didn't say that they'd be happy with four and one, they're crazy. Like anybody in the league would be happy with four and one. It's it's okay. I know it's not fun to watch a team lose. Okay. And I listen I was watching the game uh in and off the phone with my father. Who was was not pleased with Andy Reid at certain points in the game. But like, it's football. It, it happens, man. It just does.
2: All right. Next question comes from Shore Chief via Apple Podcast Review. Uh, he says, now this is this is related to a couple weeks ago. What is going on with Harrison Butt Kicker? Should we be concerned? And and also maybe this is more uh, more apt, but also why does Ben Neiman continue to see reps? He continue continues to have issues tackling. I think, okay, obviously on on Butker. I don't think he did Eve have have a field goal attempt today. I don't think. Um is it all touchdowns? Yeah, I think it was all touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean look, he didn't miss any extra points. Um I we talked about this last week. We think he's going to be fine, sure chief. He just had a bad couple little stretch there, but still incredibly accurate and uh could be a big difference maker for them in Buffalo. Now Neiman why does Neiman continue to get reps? He was see, getting roasted on Because if nobody's better than
3: him. Because if nobody's better than him. By the way, he actually did have one fill right for half. It was like a 32-yarder, and he hit it. I think Buck I think is fine, by the way. I think it happens. Guys go through ruts. He's, he's fine. He's one of the top two, three kickers in the league. Um, Neiman gets reps because they have nobody else. I mean, the reality is that's probably the thinnest position group in the team. Now, I will tell you this much. If Gay continues to play well, you will see less and less of Ben Neiman. Because the Chiefs, my understanding from talking to people in that organization is the Chiefs are very comfortable moving Hitchens around, whether it be the middle of the field or even to the outside. So they they see him as a guy who can play more than just the mic. Now, that's where he typically does play. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be unseated there, but I could see them moving guys around. Their thing is, too, um, as the Chiefs, you know, they get Breland now, Sneed is still far away, but when, if they ever get healthy completely – in the secondary, I could see the Chiefs going to more dime looks and just taking linebackers off the field because you know they got some pretty big corners. Like the Chiefs theoretically could do that. They could even go to a three safety package where they're constantly playing Sorensen, Thornhill, and and uh, and Matthew. And I know Sorensen didn't play great today, but he's a good player. So, um, yeah, I think Neiman is, is a function of just that's the best guy they've got. And I'll say this: Spagnuolo trusts Ben Neiman. He trusts him not to make mistakes. And that is half the battle, if not more than half the battle, in the NFL getting on the field.
2: All right, next question comes from 8347 Uh, You guys are always challenging me with these names. Um, he says, him, huh? I, I, I find it frustrating that every year the same defenses give us problems. Belichick, Seattle, cover three, et cetera. And yet our coaches act like the, they have to rediscover mid-game how to beat them. It's like, shouldn't they know how to beat these defenses at this point, specifically when, less talent, when a less talented offense like Seattle is dropping upper 30s on New England and the Bucks are dropping 30 on the Chargers? I feel like by year three, Pat and Andy should, shouldn't be getting stumped by these defenses over and over again when they've accumulated about as much offensive talent as humanly possible. Would love your guys' insight. So I think that's a really interesting question. Why yes. do these, these teams and these types of defenses just seem to continue to stump the Chiefs over and over?
3: Okay, so it is a great question, and thank you for it. Um, There's a few reasons. One is, (laughs) to start at the top, uh, Belichick stomps everybody, uh, by and large. So uh, he's the most creative defensive mind in the last, I don't know, 30 years. You want to put him right there with Dick LeBeau. Um, So, look, teams, it's obviously – everyone knows this, but it's it's so much based off film study, right? And so if you can throw in a couple of really interesting wrinkles that maybe nobody's ever seen before – becomes very hard to deal with. That's why when the Chiefs play the Ravens and they're pulling out all these plays like they'd never run, the Ravens just had no idea what to do because the Chiefs, there was no, there's no film for that. However, I think the bigger question, so you mentioned the cover three, which obviously for anyone who doesn't know, is essentially just the two boundary corners are each responsible for a third of the field all the way down, and then the, the free safety is responsible for the middle third, and the, the strong safety comes down, plays the middle, almost like another linebacker. Typically, there's four guys underneath. Okay? So I think the reason it gives the Chiefs problems is that's a coverage that is designed to try and mitigate the, sh- the, the deep throw down the field. The Chiefs obviously like to do those things. They like, to, they like to stretch the field. And then those four underneath guys, they'll typically drop a little deeper against the Chiefs than normal because they want to keep the Chiefs in front. Now, it only works if you get pressure with four. And the reason I know this is when we watched the Chargers and the 49ers do it, it worked great for a while. And the second those teams stopped getting pressure, all of a sudden the Chiefs were finding holes and they were able to throw the ball. The Chiefs aren't susceptible as much to cover three or cover two or quarters or whatever you want to say as much as they're susceptible to what any great offense is susceptible to, a good four-man rush. And the Raiders, who, by the way, had had absolutely no pass rush coming into the year, they got a lot of pressure against Mahomes with four guys in this game. That, to me, is something Kansas City's got to get right. And that was more. It was on Fisher and Schwartz more than anybody else in this game today. They they just got way too much pressure off the edges. Crosby played well. He's a, he's a really good player, by the way. But everybody else in that line stinks. The Chiefs can't be getting beat there. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a combination as far as Andy not being prepared for it. Like it, some defenses just work better against your personnel than others. It's just the way every def, every every team's built. You're going to be better against some coverages and not. But I promise you, if the Chiefs block. They're going to beat anybody they face. They will. Their problem is when they don't cover, all of a sudden it becomes a major issue because teams are dropping seven.
2: Yeah, and let's, let's not forget the Chiefs hung over 30 points on, this, <laughs> on these guys today. Like they, just, they didn't execute in the second half. They had penalties. You know, Raiders made a couple plays here and there. They weren't stopping them on defense. And then all of a sudden the time starts ticking away. So you know, it just, it, I think it drives home the point that you made earlier, Matt. This is the NFL. You got to make the most of all of your opportunities, and if you don't, you might get snake bit, right? And you can sit back and cover three. Those windows are going to open up eventually. If you're getting protection, Mahomes is going to run. They'll 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 chew you up any way they can. But I I agree. It's it, it's a matchup game, right? We see the Chargers get smoked all the time. They always play the Chiefs tough, so not too worried about that. But I do like sometimes when the Chiefs face these defenses because it's just more. Is uh, Andy Reid was fond of saying gigabytes for Mahomes, right? He's yeah. Remember everybody, he's really young. This is his third season as a starter. Okay, he he's he's still learning to play the position at the highest level, and he's the best quarterback in football. So don't worry, he'll be fine.
3: Look, there's just so many examples. Like right now, to be fair, I'm looking at a, a tweet uh, from Daniel Harms, who's, who's actually a really, really uh, smart guy. Who covers the Chiefs for Arrowhead Guys, which is a fun site. Um, film analyst over there. And, and Daniel you know, put up this t- picture or uh, gif of a play that I, I honestly totally forgot about. Third and 20, Chiefs are up 21-17. They have the ball. And Mahomes does a great job of scrambling out of the pocket, buying time. And he throws and hits Nick Kaiser right in the hands. And he drops the ball. It would have been like a 25-yard game. Those are the kinds of things you just can't do. Chiefs get no points out of that possession. You know, the assembly hold, takes away the hill, touchdown pass. They don't get any points out of that. That's seven points. Then the Kelsey interference call. They end up settling for three. They should have got seven. And, look, the Chiefs blew a million coverages defensively. We already went over it. But I really think, guys, I really, really do, and gals, this game was more about what the Chiefs didn't do than what any team did to them. It wasn't like the Raiders had a great plan. I'm not taking that away, but the Raiders could have a great plan all day long. If the Chiefs play well, they're not going to lose to them. The Chiefs lost the game because they made mistakes. The cut, you know, Keezer with the drop pass, uh, you know, the penalties that took 11 points off the board, you know, the, the blown coverage there with Renfro. I mean, that game's 30 24, it's third and 18. You get off the field there, they've got a punt from, I believe it was a like throwing 23, 24 yard line. They convert because the Chiefs blow coverage. Like sometimes you know, the Chiefs weren't like far off in this game and they were hideous. I expect if the Chiefs clean this up, they will be fine. I will say this: if the Chiefs play well, I don't care who they're playing, where they're playing them, they'll win. As evidence, Baltimore. They, they're fine. They just they they are their own biggest enemy sometimes. And they were today, and the Raiders are good enough to take advantage of. It. Give them credit, but don't worry about it. As long as the Chiefs clean it up and execute, they'll be fine. All
2: right, last question. This one came from T Jury27 via Apple Podcast Review. <laughs> it's a Tommy Townsend question. He says, I gotta say, I thought you guys were really high on Tommy Townsend. Maybe because I'm so used to Dustin Colquitt. Agreed the kids got leg, no doubt, but uh, so far, how many punts have we seen him put inside the opponent's 10? How about inside the 20? Last week versus the Pats, he had two touchbacks. Kid needs to work on his aim and hang time. Let's see how he does versus the Raiders, however, until he can show me he starts pinning teams deep and not kicking it through the back of the end zone. I'm not impressed. Love you guys. Go Chiefs. Well, listen, we love you too, T-Jerry. Thank you for the, the question. Um, yeah, look, look, Townsend, he's a rookie. He's definitely not yet the technician that, that Colquitt is, but like, let's, right. be, let's be honest here. Colquitt's one of the best punters in the history of the franchise. Um, he was absolutely incredible. And and he had a big leg, too, and he could kick it very far as well, but he generally was trying to pin teams back. Uh, it also didn't help in his early years with the Chiefs that they couldn't move the ball. So he, got he, awesome. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he got a lot of practice. Yeah, he got a lot of practice. But, yeah, no, like I think, look, Townsend's going to be fine. He's got a big leg. He had another one inside the 20 today. Uh, he had another long kick, too, uh sh- 67 yards his average was 48.4 he had five you know five punts for 244 yards did i did i watch this game and think oh boy tommy townsend was really he was really a factor in this one no uh, so yeah he's definitely got to work on that but you know what he's not uh, he did have one he did have one bad punt uh that went like what like 35 yards or something. yes yeah it was, way yeah, yep. yeah so that was that was not good so yeah he's got some work to do but uh, I think obviously shows a lot of promise, and big leg, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Though he's got to start, you know, he's going to start uh, working on the, the technical skills a little bit.
3: Look, okay, and thanks for the question, and, and I agree. Look, you always want to pin teams inside the ten. I will say this though, with the Chiefs, if you are going to err on the side of something, look, bomb it through the end zone. Like the Chiefs typically have a good defense, make team go eighty yards. The last thing you want to do is give up a punt return for a touchdown or a big gain. I I don't have a problem with Townsend kicking out of the back of the end zone if he can. I mean, obviously, first thing is, yeah, you'd love to get it inside the ten, but if you don't, I, I'd rather let's put it this way: I'd rather he bomb it out of the end zone than hit a low line drive at a guy, and all of a sudden, you know, you have a fifty-yard return. But yeah, he, I think you got to understand he's played five games. He's been good. He's got a big. I will say a couple times today he bailed them out of bad field position when he kicked the ball about sixty-some odd yards in the air, and Chiefs did a nice job of covering it. I think he's been very good. I do agree, yes, there's some stuff when, they, when they're punting from midfield or whatnot that he can, he can maybe hang it a little higher, you know, force a fair catch. Sure, no doubt. Agreed. Um, but I think, I think he's been fine. I don't think he's been a problem. Let's put it that way. I think, he's, I think he's done a good job.
2: All right, so Chiefs versus Bills. Now, this game got moved again. It was supposed to be Thursday night football. Then it got moved to Sunday. Now it's been moved to, uh, along with a bunch of other games that actually changed weeks and, and moved all over the place. This didn't really impact the Chiefs other than this, this particular game. Uh, now it's on Monday, October 19th, and it's going to be at 5 p.m. Eastern time, which means it's going to be a 4 p.m. kickoff for uh, Kansas City time and, and for Matt and I here in Chicago. Yeah. Isn't that going to be weird?
3: Uh, yeah, it's going to be very weird. <laughs> How do you feel about Monday afternoon football? Um yeah. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like working for half the game. It's gonna be very odd. I mean I'll be watching it obviously from my office, but um we gotta move some meetings around. gonna take a look, I take a look at the schedule here. Yeah, I already I already did that. I'm not I have no meetings. <laughs> um, that's that's not gonna be a problem. Um yeah, I mean yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Uh look, I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you gotta be happy you got moved because they could use a little bit of time, I think, to kind of, okay, go over it. Now, there's a train of thought that says, well, hey, get right back on the horse. Eh, it's not the worst thing in the world. They just played Monday against the Pats. Then they played Sunday against the Raiders. I don't think the short rest had anything to do with why Chiefs lost, but it certainly didn't help. You get an extra couple of days. And the Bills, as at least, at least as it's currently constructed, are playing Tuesday night in Tennessee. So they're the ones that are going to be coming off short rest and everything else. And yeah, listen, it's it's an interesting game. I mean, if the Bills beat Tennessee, the Chiefs are going in there trying to pull even and obviously go ahead technically with the tiebreaker. Otherwise, you're down two to them and the breaker. Um, It's an interesting game. It is. Uh, but I I think it's an important one for Kansas City. I don't care if they win by a point, they win by seven, whatever. I do think the game does matter for the Chiefs in a lot of ways because you're trying to get that one seed. Now, could they lose this game and still end up getting it? Yeah, they could. But it would go a long way toward helping them. And by the way, for those of you who are so inclined, uh, the early number for that game, I believe, is out. I'm looking it up right now. Um, okay, so I cannot find the second, but I did see it earlier. Here, yeah, here it is. The Chiefs are favored by three and a half points. So Vegas is not – and by the way, that's exactly what they are favored by before the game. So they Vegas is not uh, changing tunes, just for the record we'll see what
2: uh what Andy Reid dials up. They definitely have some weapons on offense up there in Buffalo. Josh Allen's been playing very well. Devin yep. Singletary's no joke, as you mentioned earlier. Stephon Diggs, John Brown, can get you deep. Uh so they're they're a formidable team. They they're doing a good job and they can hurt you in a lot of ways on offense, which is um, something that the uh you know, the Chiefs have gone haven't gone a, a, against a lot of well-rounded offenses so far this year. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how they hold up against Buffalo. We're going to preview that game on Thursday. We'll be back uh, as always. So um, hopefully I'll be there this time. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, and let's just, uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Any closing thoughts, Matt, before we uh, kick it out of here?
3: Uh, no, I would say to quote the great Aaron Rodgers, relax. It's, yes. it's not the end of the world. Now, Again, hey, they play like crap on Monday. You'll hear a different tone out of me on Monday. Um, a lot more of a hey, come on, we got to get going here. Let's win some games. But it's the first game they've lost like a calendar year. It's it's okay. Like it, it's it's not it's not fun, and it's not okay for them. They should be pissed. They shouldn't feel like this at all. But it's just a you know an analyst is a fan of the team. It, it happens. Like it just it happens. I, I don't think it's anything to panic over. They know they've got to get stuff corrected. I expect that they will be the professionals they are, and they'll do it. I think the defense is going to come out flying on Monday after what they just did. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs will be fine. But it is a big game against the Bills, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how they respond.
2: Yeah, it's one of those games. That I, I don't know if I want to be the Bills right now. I think the Chiefs are going to come out on the attack. I think Pat's going to be pissed. I think the defense is going to be pissed. And they've got the right leaders on this team to make sure everybody's heads are right and they don't come out too emotional. Uh, but they come out just right. And Andy Reid with a few extra days to prepare, you know that always is uh, working in the chief's favor. All right, everybody. Um, As always, if you like what you heard, you can subscribe to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or everywhere you get your podcasts. Please keep those reviews coming, those questions on Twitter. Uh, They really help us out. Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, ask us a question, and we will answer it. As you saw in this podcast, we will answer your question when we see it. We really appreciate them. You guys are awesome. Um, please make sure you head over to Arrowhead Attic tonight and tomorrow to get all the fallout from the Raiders game, all the injury updates. Matt Connor over there does a really terrific job running that website, keeping you addicts updated. You can follow him on Twitter at MattConnorAA. You can follow Matt Verderam at Matt Verderam, and myself at RPatrickAllen. And, of course, always follow at Arrowhead Addict. Step away from the ledge, everybody. It's going to be okay. We still have Patrick Mahomes. It's one game. It's the first game we lost in basically a year. Uh, So looking to start a new winning streak uh, this Monday afternoon against the Buffalo Bills. For Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Chiefs.